right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. You're here with Matthew. Again, it's always a pleasure to be with y'all, bring you guys some paranormal adventures. We got Ray with us, you know. Ray, how you doing over there? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, doing pretty good. I'm excited. We have a real fun guest with us this evening. You know what I mean? There's very few things in this world we love more than guests. You know what I mean? Maybe the paranormal. But guests are right up there with them. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, Jill Shelley in the building. Uh, She's been in the investigation field for over 10 years. uh, And also proprietor of the famous Boyd House. How are you doing over there, Jill? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Doing good, doing good. It's a pleasure, you know what I mean? Yeah, happy to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, we usually like to jump in right from the beginning. You know, the start, is the starting points, the best point is always at the beginning, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, when did uh, the paranormal, the interest in it, or the paranormal itself come into your life? Well, probably the day I was born. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but, um, uh, just as long as I can remember, since I was a wee kid, I liked all the weird, spooky, scary stuff, always into the ghosts, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and, and just looking back, like we, my family would take me to horror films when I was five. So, you know, I kind of got that vibe, you know, um, but I had my first experience at my grandmother's house when I was probably like, I don't know, maybe like eight or something. Um, but she did have a room that nobody liked at all it was always kind of a weird vibe uh, always cold if you if you did go in there like it always felt like somebody was staring at you um through the closet you just got this like get out of here vibe to that room so we never really played in there um but one particular night I was sleeping and woke up in the middle of the night and I could hear footsteps coming out of that room and stop right in front of my door and then I had I mean our doors are open so, I, but my back was to the door and, you know, I'm a kid. So I, I'm like freaking out. Like, I am not going to look at this thing, but I could feel it almost burning through me. Like, just like literally staring through me. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, oh, God, you know, threw the blankets over the head. Just like, hey, morning, morning. You know? <laughs> and um, kinda, I knew it wasn't my parents because I could hear them snoring next door, actually. Um, but I did mention it to my grandma and her room's downstairs. So she would have never been up there. And she just, like, really nonchalantly was like, oh, gosh, honey, he's just a ghost, and he's not going to hurt you. And I was like, whoa, like, if grandma's, like, no big deal, you know? Now I want to find out more, you know? Now I really want to learn more about these things. And so then I just kind of started by, you know, going to the libraries and and documentaries and things like that. And then it was probably, like, the advent of, you know, I I had some weird experiences as as a teenager, nothing major, but... um, you know, and then with the advent of the TV shows, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're like, you can go out and do this. Like, I didn't know you could do this. This is a thing. So, yeah. you know, so then I started, you know, with one camcorder, voice recorder, I think a K2 meter. And now I own pretty much everything that's on the market today. Um, but, yeah, we, we started out uh, traveling and stuff. Now, the li- you know, the libraries don't get the credit they should because, you know, they're free. And you find a lot of old stuff in libraries that you're not going to find elsewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, back then, there was there was no internet. We had yeah. an encyclopedia, and if it wasn't in there, well, then you aren't going to know. <laughs> you know so. Now you find internet everywhere in libraries as well as, you know, the books. Right. The good old days. I liked, I used to like going to the old yard sales of libraries because they would they'd have, like, the most ancient books. 
not too ancient, but you know what I mean? Stuff that, you know, way long out of print that you're not going to be able to get your hands on. I had a quick question for you about paranormal earlier when you were talking about how you heard the footsteps come to your door and then they kind of, they stopped. You hear, you know, you hear stuff like that a lot. Do you think that that's something of a rotation that even if you weren't awake, do you think they'd still go through that, 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 that motion? Or do you think that it was done so you would hear it and all that? You know what I mean? Uh, You know, it's hard to say because I kind of feel like they, you know, when I didn't respond or anything, it was almost like a, and then they like turned around and walked the other way. So I don't know if they came out and were like, oh, people again. Yeah. Or are they like, oh, she's ignoring me? Or, you know, what What was their motive? And obviously it was not to scare me because they could have probably come in and touched me or did something else. You know, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they knew I was awake, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't really know what their intention was. No, nothing evil, I know that, because I wasn't scared for my life or anything. I was just scared because, oh, my God, it's a ghost out there, you know. I know, a shake of a doorknob, a push of a door. Uh, a fluttering of the light underneath the doorway. It could have done a lot of stuff if it wanted to scare you. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, so when did you fall in love with the paranormal? Oh, gosh. I, like I said, I've always just just really de- loved that. You know? yeah. And, and I, you know, I ended up meeting a guy at work who was into horror films, and that's how we started our friendship. And then he's yeah. like, oh, I, I do paranormal investigating. I'm like, shut up. No way. And so we started just doing stuff together. And that's probably when I really fell in love with the investigation of it and, you know, starting to, to learn, you know, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, um, you know, just kind of learning all that. And it's, it, I mean, it's, I'm still learning, but yeah, that first year was just amazing. I learned so many things and helped so many people. And it was just, yeah, that first year was just great. And it's still continuing, Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just, you're just never going to get that first again. <laughs> Is there anything that rings out big that uh, you found out you shouldn't have been doing that you were doing that you changed up? Um, I would probably say we ne- we never were really super provoky, um, but sometimes we would get a little bit more demanding, you know, and I've learned a lot more respect because that you're going to get a lot more, we feel with the spirit, like if I'm having a conversation with them, like I'm having one with you right now. So we do a lot of that. And we also now really, you know, nine times out of 10, when we go somewhere, we pretty much know how you died. And so mm-hmm. I feel like nobody wants to rehash that. So we never actually talk about their death because I know a lot of people will be like, how did you die? Right. You know, so we don't ever talk about that. We usually focus on life and what you did in life and what were your favorite things. Um, we always joke because one of our favorite things are like, what's your favorite color? So it's like always we ask that. But, you know, I get, you know, I ask things like, you know, what was your favorite food? What did you like to do? Well, you know, you know, did you have a favorite book? Did you have, you know, I'm still waiting for somebody to actually give me a true author, (laughs) (laughs) which would be super cool because I could totally verify it then. But I did have one and I didn't, I didn't know. I I, like, again, I didn't, I didn't, I'm still learning. I love learning about the the past history and how the world worked back then. That's that's why I love ghost hunting because you go in all these places. You're like, oh my God, look at this is amazing. Um. But we were at a, a museum, and I said, what, what did you like to make for food? And she said, on the spirit box, full sentence, make a butter salad. And I'm like, butter salad? Like, I'm thinking a stick of butter. I'm like, how is this? I, I don't know. I don't know. So I Google it, 
And butter, butter lettuce is like this old lettuce from like the 18, 1900s where they started using it in the, that's how salad started. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> so it's like, I never even heard of a butter salad. <laughs> that is, that's exactly, that's what I was thinking of too. When you said that, I was like, just chunks of salad, like crouton, uh, butter on salad. <laughs> you know. Well, you never know back in the day. Well, my family probably would have ate it that way. <laughs> I've, I've heard of people eating sticks of butter. Yes. Never encouraged, though. <laughs> so you're, you're a horror fan? Are you still a horror fan to this day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I like it. Yeah, I haven't had, like, any. I feel like there's been some good ones out. But then, like, as you get about three quarters away, you're like, okay, now it's stupid. So yeah. it's like, I wish I could just get one that was, like, great all the way across. You know, there's, um, I don't know. And, and I just wish they would come out with something good. I got some ideas in my head. Like I want to, I want to actually make um, my own film, so I have some ideas to to kick around. So someday, when we have time, we're going to actually film this. So. Very cool. Yeah, we do the films. I'll send you. I'll send you a horror movie to watch. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'd love to check it out. Starring the great Ray Boone over there. <laughs> so, um, you know, what's your favorite ghost uh, horror movie? Oh, I think, well, it's a little cheesy now, but, you know, Poltergeist, because I saw it back in the day yeah. when I was I was just a teenager, and my mom took me. She had to, because I had a broken leg, I remember that year. <laughs> and she doesn't like horror things, so she's like, that was a terrible movie. I'm like, that was awesome! So <laughs> Poltergeist is no joke, you know, it's got, <laughs> it has that PG rating. But it's like super scary. There's like some horrifying moments in that, and it's very. Oh yeah, I did. I probably didn't sleep for good for a good couple nights after that one. You know. You know, I the same way that you know the the, the Jaws music kind of creeps you out with the shark. Yeah, uh, makes you not want to go in the water. Is the same kind of vibe you got, I think, when you see that staticky TV in an empty room. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just yeah, like, and you always think about it now too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is masterful. I know Spielberg had his hand in both. They say, you know, he only produced uh, Poltergeist, but supposedly there's speculate, speculation out there, Roman, that he did a little more than producing. Um, but, uh, you know, I never really thought of it in that way of the influence of that that staticky TV kind of does really have that Jaws effect, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. not a lot not a lot of mo- movies really touch you, like, get you like that. So that is pretty yeah. good. Um, what is it? The Amityville Horror, I think, is you know some people go back and they watch that and they see the thing like with the red eyes and they go, oh, that's just you know red eyes is so foolish, but it's so effective in that movie. That's a really mm-hmm. that's one of those old ones that are super duper crazy, creepy. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Speaking of haunted houses, you know the famous Boyd House, you know. Now, how'd you come into coming to that? How did that come to be yours? Well, you know, doing with our paranormal team, we would travel all through the U.S. to well-known haunted locations. And so I kind of got the idea from that. Like, gosh, this would be super cool to have my own place. Yeah. You know, get your own place. You can go anytime you want, which I find out you can't because I'm always booked, so I can't go. <laughs> but, um, you know, and just kind of do your own thing and let other people come in. And so then I feel like you can get more um information about spirits i feel because you're at that same location and they get to know you you get to know them 
Um, because you know, when we go to places, you get, usually you get that one night, that one shot, that six hours, that eight hours to make that connection. That's all you get. And so unless you come back, which most places we don't, um, you know, you're not with, with having the Boyd house, I'm more able to learn more about the other side, which is kind of another reason that kind of put me really into investigating because I didn't want death to be the end. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I couldn't handle being buried in the ground, being a pitch black and like nothing going on. Like that was like a terrible concept for me. Like I couldn't yeah. deal. Um, and so the doing what I've done now, I've, I've kind of proven myself that there definitely is another side. Now I just, now I'm more curious than anything about like, what's, what's it like over there? So yeah. I've been working a lot on different questions on that, which I'm sure a lot of paranormal investigators do too, but I think we're getting some pretty good results on stuff. Is there a haunted house uh, house agent? You know what I mean. That you, you you go get, and he you know he's got the Amityville. You want to rent or buy the Amityville house? You get that. You know you got the Boyd house through him. Uh, you know the Conjuring house. He can uh, he can hook you right up. Yeah, it would have been so much simpler if that was the case. <laughs> but um, no, my realtor knew what I was into, and um, so. Basically, she knew I was looking for a haunted location, and it was just up to me to find it. She'd just get me in there, and then I would go do many investigations. And um, pretty much I found it through just, you know, online searching for sale, putting in my criteria. And I don't want to say I'm psychic or anything, uh, but I do get – I can get the feel for stuff, you know. Um, And I was just really, really drawn to the Boyd House. Like, when I saw it, it was almost like, this is it. This is the one. Like, I knew, like, this was going to be my closed deal. Um, and I just kind of really kind of almost became obsessed in a way of constantly looking at it before I actually went. Um, so I was proud. I was really in love with it at that point. Um, but then Donna, who's my team member, um, when we went there, we were waiting for the realtor. She hadn't arrived yet and we're just sitting outside eating lunch in the car. And I just, you know, usually if one feels something, we wait a little bit to see if anybody says anything or reacts. And so I just kind of said, you know, you kind of get the feel like something's staring at you through the attic window. She's like, yep, kind of did. Didn't want to say nothing, but sure do. Um, and then, you know, when we went in there, it was, um, you could feel like something was there, but it was almost like standing back. Like it didn't know yeah. what was going on because um, it had been vacant. Now the family did live there for 30 years, but it had been vacant for almost a year um, before I purchased it. So now they're probably like, now who's here? What's going on? That kind of thing. But we did get like on the spirit box right away. We got a woman saying, who are you? Um, and then um, we had our REM pod. I put up in what is now the library. And that started going off within eight minutes of being there. So I was like, well, this is pretty cool, but you know, can I really count on this? Like, can I, is this like, you know, I got to have more, I think. Yeah. Um, so I hit up a, a psychic medium I really trust. And she told me that there were six spirits there. Um, and then she just proceeded to say the first night you sleep there, you're going to meet him. And I was like, you know, looking back on it now for her to say that the first night, like I hadn't even put an offer, hadn't even thought about it, yeah. you know? So even when she said it, I didn't click with it till later. Um, but yeah, she told me just a bunch of stuff that as we've, um, come forward and, and owning it have found out everything she told me was true. Um, but then I thought, well, okay, you know what? The people live there for 30 years. They must've had something, right? So it may be if the people, the people say something, well, they were real hesitant because they were an older couple. And as we know, as investigators, the older generation, you don't want to talk about it because you're crazy. Right. 
Um, so she really hesitantly apparently said, um, I always thought that house was a little funny. Uh, so, yeah. um, she said that they would hear old time music playing. Um, the kids sometimes would see a man in the house. Um, as I gotten to know, cause I'm one of the, the girls who grew up in the house still lives in town and we talked and she's like, Oh my God, the stuff I've seen in there. So she had plenty of experiences in the house and she's like, if my friends slept over, sometimes the people would pull off their blankets or people get a tap on the shoulder um, she's like, yeah. And they all thought she was crazy. And so now she's super excited that people in the neighborhood know she was not crazy. Right. <laughs> she was having all this activity. So yeah, it's, it. so based on all that, I went ahead and, and purchased the house and uh, kind of moved forward with that. We did a lot of renovations. Um, house was built in 1901 and we wanted to bring it back to the old tiny. So we've been um, slowly restoring and, and doing like the old Victorian wallpaper we pretty much have all antique furniture in the house. Um, we also have brought in supposed haunted objects <laughs> into the house. Um, so, yeah. So there's just a lot of different activity going on. <laughs> What's your take with the, when people hear the music? It's, you know, you think they're just manifesting into sound or, is, you know, because you, you know, when you see a ghost, you think, okay, well, that was the spirit of somebody that used to be here. But music it would have to be their, them manifesting, you know what I mean, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, and, and we do play music for them, too. They like that. Um, we get old a lot stuff? of equipment. The old stuff, yep. No new stuff? No new stuff. We do play that sometimes, too. Um, <laughs> we listen to hard rock and metal and stuff and Iron Maiden, and I don't think yeah. they like that so much. Um, but, but I do put on like, they seem to like a lot of like old, like Johnny Cash. They love Frank Sinatra. You know, I just kind of put that. We actually, um, got a Victrola given to us, um, oh. from a friend of mine. And so we, we went down there and we played it and I was, we were, you know, winding all the records and stuff. It was, it was fun. And I was like, Hey, come on down and, you know, come, come dance in the parlor, you know, check this out. And I had the SLS and I was just scanning it. And then all of a sudden we got this figure standing in the corner like this, his arms across. And you could just tell like it was a guy. I'm like, hey, welcome, you know. And then I was like, we got music. And then he just started tapping his hand to the beat of the music. And then his foot started tapping to the beat of the music. And I'm like, oh, so you like that. And then then he disappeared. And I'm like, okay, well, we kept playing. And I was scanning again. Then I saw him sitting in the chair. And you could see with the legs crossed. And then he had his arm just tapping to the beat of the music. And then, um, so we get done with that and we decided to move on, go off, do something else. And I said, Oh shoot, I forgot to um, get something. So I went back into the parlor and the, all the lights are on, but the camera's still running with the SLS on it. And I noticed now the stick figure is standing in front of the Victrola Yeesh. leaning over where the crank is that we had taken out. Cause I don't want people to play with it. And kept like looking like where where's the crank? I I want more music. Like, you know, he was just like <laughs> So yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty cool, neat experience that we had there. That's just one of the many things that go on at the Void House. So You think a nice band-aid if someone's dealing with like a an entity that's upset, maybe a possible paranormal band-aid could be uh, the appropriate music that it likes, you know, testing out the waters with some playing some music in the house and maybe see if things cool down. Yeah, like I said, they they like a lot of music. They like a lot of stuff. I do, I do a lot of things for them too. You know, we we ask you know on different spirit boxes what they would like. 
Um, sometimes I just feel like they'd like, so we're always bringing them gifts and doing stuff for them. I don't know. Maybe it's an offering that you could take it anyway. You want to look at it, but um, we actually did have a spirit now that is making me redo an entire room in red with chairs because that's what he wanted. And he said he'd be more active with people down there if I would do that. And so I didn't do it for like six months. And every time we turned on that spirit box or anything, we'd get red room, red room, red chairs. And I'm like, yes, George, I will do it. But he was like almost getting mad that I wasn't doing it. So I started, we started the project. I got the red chairs down there. We're working on the wall. So The horror fan in me would take that as a red rum and I'd be very scared. I know. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that's cool. You can you, you communicate back and forth and have kind of a relationship with them, which is good. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely know who I am because um, we probably spent two months or so before we actually started letting people in, you know, with the renovations. And, you know, I kind of feel like because, you know, you go to these well-known haunted places, you know, these ghosts know the equipment by now. Like they've been shown it a hundred times. Their people have brought it. They figure out how to work it. Um, but at my house, nobody's ever talked to them. So this was a whole new ball game for yeah. them. So we spent a lot of time, you know, showing equipment, how it works, what it does. And I wasn't getting anything for like a month. I'm like, oh boy, did I make a mistake? Is there really nothing here? Right. You know, um, but then I had I had our little REM pod bear, and I put him in the kids' room, and I was like, "Hey, kids, you know what? People are gonna bring you toys, lots of toys. I'll bring you toys. You just you just gotta let us know you're here." So I, I sat and I talked to him, you know, just kind of explain how the bear works, won't hurt you, blah blah blah. I left that room, and that bear went off for two hours on and off, like, and he had never gone. I've put him in there before; he's never gone off. So I was like, "Oh, good, they were listening." Yeah. So so yeah, they got that. Um, yeah, it just it just took a little while, I think, because they didn't understand what was going on, you know. Yeah. And I know when we had um, surprise, maybe like our third team come in. So like again, the whole paranormal thing for them is new because nobody's talked to them, nobody wanted to interact with them. And then now I got strangers coming in. It's yeah. not just me. So uh, that third team come in. The first EVP they got within five minutes of being there said, "Where's Jill?" So it's like. You know, now they get it. Now they understand. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fun, too, because I love when people send me stuff or things that they do, because I will go back and actually tell the spirits, hey, I saw when you touched so-and-so's REM pod and they got scared. That was hilarious. Yeah. You know, so I just, you know, just whatever. Talk to them. So. What, what, yeah. What, where's the original kind of magic? So the, yeah, the land itself, um, our deed goes back to 1884. Yeah. It was actually owned by the St. Louis and Minneapolis Railroad at the time. Okay. Um, but the town itself, like, butted directly up the Sioux Dakota Reservation line. And the town back in the day had about 500 people in it. It was a big, wild, booming west town. Like, if you look up the pictures, which I have a bunch hanging in the in the house, so it's, you know, it's got the, the wagons and the horses and the, all the, like, you would see in a Wild West movie. Um, and they had hotels and you know, different businesses and all kinds of stuff. And now we are, there's less than 175 people in town and there's like three businesses. <clears throat> so it's pretty much become a, a dying town. But back then it was super, super busy on that aspect. And my house is located. It's one of the first houses at the edge of town. Like you literally walk across the street and you're in town. 
so that probably got a lot of activity uh, as well. And then the it was the first house to have plumbing in the t- in the town of Boyd, and it used to be located across the livery stable. And the guy who owned the house, um, he wasn't in 1912. Is I, I mean, I have other people, but they didn't die there. I didn't really find any great history on them. Um, so as of 1912 is where a good portion of our history starts um, when Fred and Minnie Eckert had purchased the home. And he hmm. was a very well-known businessman in town. So he owned a store that sold fancy goods. So they sold food, clothing, you know, high-end things. Um, and then he was also on the fire department, the school board, and his father, his brother, and himself helped build the Lutheran church up the road. Um, so they're very well-respected man in town. He um, actually passed away in the house, as well as his wife, Minnie, passed away in the house. And, we, and her funeral is held for three days in the home. Mm. Um, and we believe that both of them are still there based on evidence that we have. Two of her children passed away in the home. One was an infant. and The other one was about four or five. He actually choked to death. Um, so we believe he's still there. And then um, the other confirmed death we have is another elderly lady in the 70s, um, you know, just passed away, I suppose, heart attack, stroke or something. Mm. Um, So we don't have any, like, violent deaths in the home, but there's also a lot of stuff I'm sure happened that we have no clue about because we get a lot of different names that come through that I can, and and consistently, and and I can't find any ties to the deed or anything, or why they're there. Um, you know, also the railroad runs right behind our house as well, so that could be giving some energy and some vibe to the place as well. And, and I suppose, too, I feel like doing what we're doing at the house by investigating and opening up, we are creating, I wouldn't say a portal, but maybe an attraction for other <laughs> spirits to come and and talk and, and get their messages out, too. So. And again, also our haunted, all our crazy haunted objects we have. So yeah. <laughs> there's there's just a lot of stuff to that. How many rooms does the house have? Um, so we're we're basically a four story. So we have a full basement down down there, and then upstairs we have like the kitchen, the parlor, and the living room. And then on the second floor we have I you know I've kind of made my own thing. Um, there's a storage closet that people can go to. It's like an under crawl space, and then um, we have it would be probably like four bedrooms, but I've made it into, um, it's got Fred and Minnie's main room, a library, a girl's room, and the boys' room. And then we have a full attic that runs the whole gamut of the house upstairs as well. So it's, it's big. It's like 2,100 square feet or something. Yeah. It's good size. That is good size. Now, the original family, they all kind of, you know, choking, of course, but like uh, no, it was no violent death, all kind of natural stuff. Right, right. As far as we know, I did have a psychic say that there was a couple people that died of probably tuberculosis, but he's like, you won't find that on the records. And it wouldn't surprise me at all because they didn't keep all the greatest records. Even when I've gone to the historical society, I can't find a lot of stuff that I would like to find yeah. um, just because it's not available. Yeah. You know, you think, you think they might still be there because that was kind of their family, their family, you know, the core, the the home is where the heart is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and I feel like they, uh, they love that. I get the vibe that they love that house and that life so much that they just didn't want to leave. I, I don't really know why they're happy. I've asked them and they're happy. They're happy to be there. They're happy to talk to us. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't know why they, I ask them, but 
you know, it's up to them to tell me that. <laughs> I always think that I always automatically, it's probably uh, naive of me, but I always automatically think that there had to have been some type of violent death whenever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone left behind. Yeah. Their spirits left behind, so to speak. Right. But that's good. Yeah, they just want to be together. And then the, the lady from the 70s, she, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if, she, if she's there, I ask, you know. Yeah. You know, not, for some reason, the woman will not tell me her name. Like, we get a lot of Fred's here, Fred's coming, I'm Fred. But we never, the woman never says, and she, she talks like she smoked 100 cigarettes because she always kind of talks like this. Yeah, and so and we get a lot of EVPs with her, so I call her kind of the crabby, and I feel like it's Minnie in my head. You know, yeah. I just kind of feel like that's who it is, um, and I think me and her are pretty pretty tight. So yeah. <laughs> and just kind of kind of feel like it's her. Well, some of them I heard, you know, that they they don't want to believe that they've they've actually passed on type stuff. So maybe by her not telling you the name, you can't look into her and tell her what she knows to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could be. It's kind of smart, smart thinking on her behalf. I got to give her credit <laughs> for that. You know? That is pretty wise. Yeah. Yeah. But Fred's coming. Fred's coming for me. Yeah, he's he's the he's the boss around there. So he uh, we've had a lot of mostly men get a little bit of pushback upstairs right. quite a bit. Um, you know, I think we've maybe had one person get scratched, but I know we had one guy that every time he tried to come up to the he almost said he was like, like a force, like something didn't want me here. Mm. Um, and I kind of got that vibe when I first bought the house. Cause every time I walked by their bedroom, you just get this, like, don't come in here feel, you know, like somebody, like you felt somebody authoritative was standing there like, no, no, you know? So I, I feel like he's got a pretty good presence up there. Um, but I also, He's good to a point, but when you push him and he's had enough, then he'll let you know. And and yeah. not in a not in a mean way, but he'll just let you know, like, I am done. Right. As an investigator, have you ever found yourself in a situation where you kind of you come into multiple, you know, entities in one place and maybe you're trying to free one of them and they won't be one of the one another entity won't let them leave, almost like they're being held prisoner by another ghost? And we've gotten some stuff where we've heard we've heard the spirit box saying like I'm stuck here he won't let me go yeah. that kind of that kind of thing and and for us for um, as investigators I'm not um, skilled enough I guess or know how to send one on their way um, that's not kind of my gift so yeah um, but if we had clients that wanted them removed from their house I knew people who were capable of doing it and then I would get them in touch with those people but. Yeah, it, it's sad, especially, you know, too, like, I feel mostly sad um, for children's spirits, yeah. um, you know, so I, we try to really, if we know there's ch- kids and stuff involved, we'll do a lot of interaction um, with the kids just to just make a, a happy day, at least for them. Um, right. But that, those ones are the ones I think that bug me the most, mm. um, just because it's like, are you scared? Are you, you know, do you want to move on? Are you, you know, they're just kids. You know, so I don't even think they really even understand what's probably going on. I, I do know we, um, like my favorite EVP I think we ever got is I was at Edinburgh Manor and we were interacting with this child spirit that was there. We played a lot, probably for like 45 minutes in the rec room. Um, and I said, okay, well, you know, good night. It's time for bed. And 
As I walk out the door, I get an EVP, which I didn't hear at the time, of course, but a class A EVP didn't have to tweak it, nothing. She said, I'm going to miss you. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go back. (laughs) We do. I have gone back to Edinburgh three times. I have never made that connection with that girl ever again. I don't know. Maybe she moved on. Maybe someone moved her on. Um, But I've never connected with her again. But that was super cool. Do you still think about how bad you feel and would like to go and get a saver? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I do, because I kind of was like, huh, maybe we should go back to Edinburgh. (laughs) See. But I don't know. I think because of three times and I haven't made that. I mean, doesn't mean she is there, but I, I kind of feel like she would have yeah. made that connection. We've had, um, we had a great time at Velisco Axe Murder House too, where all those kids got murdered and we had great interaction with those kids. I'm glad somebody I, had a good time there. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually got an EVP of the two kids talking to each other. Oh, there you go. And, like, that's not very common. But, yeah, it was, like, the one said, you want to play? And the other one goes, no way, because we were playing games and stuff. Yeah. And it was just just crazy. But I remember the one little boy said he loved bacon. And I said, all right, if I ever come back, I will bring you some bacon. I promise you that for sure. And I think maybe three years later we went back. And I did bring bacon, because I said I would. And I put it in this little fry pan and I connected it with this, um, it's basically like a REM pod, but it's called a ghost touch. So if they touch the pan, it's going to alarm. So I can yeah. get your clip, whatever I want on this metal pan. Put it in the kitchen. I'm like, there's your bacon. Don't know if you remember me or not, but I told you I'd bring you bacon. And in five minutes, that thing was just ringing like crazy. These were, they were shot. It was a school shooting. Is that what it no, was? They, uh, no, there was um, seven kids, well, seven total, um, but the kids were axed to death in 19, let's see, I got it on my wall here, 1912, June wow. 10th, 1912, somebody, yeah. the killer stayed up in the attic, and when everybody went to sleep, he came out, killed the parents first, then he killed the four children upstairs, and then there were two kids sleeping downstairs from the neighbor's house, and he killed all of them wow. with an axe. And then they never found the killer either. Wow. I don't know where school shooting entered my brain. I feel like I was... Well, we've been having a lot of school shootings. I was going to say I felt possessed. That's pretty (laughs) dark, man. That's really dark. And one of the kids said, uh, we can't can't play. Uh, Yeah, it said, 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 you want to play. One of them said, the other one said, no way. And then one of the girls who were murdered, her name is Lena, and I got the older boy doing an EVP that said, no, Lena, no. Oh. And later we've heard that um, she likes to mess with the guest. And so I'm guessing she was probably going to do something, and he told her not to do that. Um, when we first walked in, we're like, is anybody home? And we got an EVP of a girl calling back going, we're right here. Um, and they were just so amazing, Class A we had a little boy as we're showing him all the toys. He goes, I want to touch your things. Those were the EVPs we were picking up. <laughs> it was just crazy. And then like the REM pod went off. They were dropping rocks through the grates upstairs. And that was actually our very first investigation that we ever went on. That was like a well-known haunted location. Other Prior to that, we were doing um, private homes and businesses in town. Um, so this was our first location like that. So just that alone was just absolutely awesome. You know, I felt bad, really bad for the kids, though. I mean, I, I literally was sobbing in one of their rooms because I got overtaken with sadness just thinking about what happened. Um, because the rooms are so close together, 
you know, because back in the day, you know, if you think of upstairs, almost like Little House on the Prairie, like everybody's just crammed in there. So it's like these kids heard their parents getting murdered like 10 feet away. And then they're just laying there and now they get they get the axe. I mean, how terrifying can that be? You know, it's like um, I was going to ask you, you know, what do you think actually their their world is like? You know what I mean? In that other dimension and them being I almost get a vibe like they're afraid Almost like uh, they feel if they don't make a noise, whoever won't come get them type vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we and you know you have that too. I think you have your outgoing child spirits, and then you have your ones that are terrified. And and you know, it's the same with people. You know, some are yeah. outgoing, some are not. So you feel bad for the ones that are hiding because I've I've actually got an EVP at the Boyd House where I opened the closet door and a little boy said, "Don't hurt me." Mm. Oh. So I don't know if he was abused or if something was going on, or maybe I just startled them. I don't know. But, you know, back in the day, they weren't, they weren't afraid to whip their kids, you know, if they did something bad. So he could have been hiding in the closet for something and probably thought maybe I was coming to beat him or something. Who knows? Yeah. Do you think that like those kids (coughs) are like, just like all just clumped together kind of like when they're like when a haunting's left behind, you know, like a room's haunted. Do you think that they're just like, almost like eternity, spending eternity in there, just kind of sitting there waiting it out? And, or do you think they they can go back and forth to different places? Well, I would hope that they're not stuck in one single room. You get that uh, vibe sometimes, though. Yeah, because yeah. we've had spirits where like, can you leave the room now? Can you leave the building? Yes. So I don't know why some can come and some can't go. Maybe they're afraid to. Maybe there's some force that holds them there. Yeah. You know, maybe the kid's too scared, you know, or they just, like I said, because they don't understand. Maybe they don't even think they're dead and they just maybe think they're in a dream all the time or something. Who knows, you know? But, yeah, they're just just different things. I think they, you know, I don't think anybody's really going to know any of the answers until you pass away for yourself. Mm. Um, you know, so I think we can just kind of speculate on a lot of stuff, but cause you know, I don't, I don't know. We've never really found a rhyme or reason why some can leave and some can go. They just tell me they can, but they never say why, you know, yeah. at least I haven't found in my experiences. Do you remember the first time or maybe the, the time that you were the most shooken up by an experience that you had? Um, we haven't had too many bad experience i think um probably the most prolific thing i think happened with us as a group we were at um a place called whispers estate in indiana and it's a very well-known house for its darkness um and not so nice entities um it was actually with a doctor who was very unethical with his patients a lot of body parts buried in the backyard um his daughter accidentally started a fire so she was severely burned and then he mercy killed her with morphine two days later um they've had um, a little boy fall and die down the stairs and then uh one of the the bigger ones is virgil and he was like the caretaker very old crabby man this Mm. is what i've been told not a very nice guy at all the day he retired he was upstairs putting his tools away in the closet and dropped dead of a heart attack just before he was supposed to be done for rest of his life. So he's still there apparently and really mad. I would <laughs> about be too. What has I, feel happened. I feel bad for that dude. I know. 
any, that's like the ultimate kick in the ass. Like anybody that ever really hated their job, they're like, I'm done with it. It didn't kill me. It, I, I still have a little bit of life left, and then it gets him before he leaves. Yeah, exactly. So he's really crabby, but from the get-go, the house was just so full of energy. Like I, we were constantly, you know, brushing our face, like cobwebbies the whole, like all night long. It was just crazy. We saw wet footprints coming up from the basement and going outside. We're like, what is going on here? Um, But then we, so we went up into the closet where Virgil was and even the owners there said like, if this doors are open, we will not even come up here. (laughs) You know, it's just game over. We're not coming up here. This guy's too bad. Yeah, And um, so we had to go sit in the closet because <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, but it was like a really big, so it's like a big walk-in closet. They actually had a table in there, a couple of chairs. So like it's, it's big. Yeah. So me and Teresa are sitting in the closet and I was just like, heard this voice in my head said, get out of this closet. And I, and I stepped out, but I was like, eh, I just don't like being in closets anyway. My, my fear is being in a somewhere where the door shuts and I'm stuck. So that's my fear. So I was like, I'm probably just doing my, I don't want to be in here thing. So I stepped out, didn't say anything to Teresa. At the time we were also running the spirit box and it said, shut this door. And we didn't do that either. (laughs) And so (laughs) next thing you know, all of a sudden I hear wham. And Teresa goes flying four feet out of the closet with the chair and lands on her hands and knees. And said so she said something, picked up that chair and threw her. And I tried to debunk it too. I'm like, are you sure you weren't leaning on it? She's like, yeah. if I was, I would be right here, not over here. And so there was no, she's like, I physically felt the chair lift and push. Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of prolific for us because I have never seen any, you know, type of entity have that strength to actually physically push somebody four feet across the room. Yeah, when they get physical, you can't really deny that. You know what I mean? The same right. thing, with, like the the vo- hearing the vo- the talking, like you can't really deny that. The same way, um, you know, when they speak like Latin and stuff like that, that always like blows my mind because it's like mm-hmm. you have to be like an expert even to know how to even how to attempt to fake that. You know what I mean? Right, right. And it's crazy. The only thing I can equate it to is like you know speaking in tongues. You know, like when religious folks speak in tongues and it just kind of, I don't know, you know, it, that, that's, that, that's, that's some stuff too. You know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah. Very, some, 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 some very interesting stuff. Now, is there in your investigation, is there anything that you could think of that if you ever came across it, maybe hearing something or seeing something that you just, all right, time to pack up. You know what I mean? You don't go any further than that. Is there anything that would make you, all right, pack it in. It's, this is too much for us. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe if one of us got thrown again, because we've still, like Teresa, we call her the paranormal punching bag because she's <laughs> the one. She's the one who's always getting scratched or pushed. or she. It's always her. She should market um, that. That'd be a good t-shirt. She should market that, the paranormal punching bag. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, if we had, um, you know, something like that, probably would would do it. Or as if, like, if you saw a demon, for sure, you yeah. know, that, that, oh, might, oh, that might be something. Demon um, would be trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, give, me, give me two seconds. My dog's being ridiculous. Sorry about that. I have a question. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you changed your point of view or got any idea or feel any better about uh, death and what happens afterwards? Like, we continue on. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I've learned so many things. Um, and even just, you know, personal experiences through my um, family members who have passed away. Uh, so I feel a lot better. And I, I do know that there there is another side. Um, I feel like there's another heaven um, or the so-called heaven. Maybe it's whatever you imagine heaven to be. Um, but I just know that this isn't it. So I know when I'm done, I'll be seeing everybody that I know up there, wherever there is. <laughs> so... <laughs> So do you uh, think that this, what you've been doing in investigating has basically opened up not only your awareness of this, but also when you do cross over that you'll be more apt to continue on and not get stuck here? Yeah, I, I feel that. Like, I think one of my strongest um, things that make me go that way is, um, so now my mother was an extremely religious person. Um, she also said I shouldn't be doing paranormal investigating because the Bible tells you not to do that. But yet she was very interested because, of course, I'm her daughter. Yeah. Um, but as she was, you know, getting ready to pass away, I said, you've got to tell me. I don't care how you tell me. You've got to tell me. And then she goes, well, I can't get stuck in purgatory, you know. So <laughs> I was just like, okay, you got to let me know somehow. Mom, I don't care. I don't care. You got to let me know. So probably three days after she passed away, my daughter had like, an amazing dream with my grand with well, her grandma and it she's like oh my god it was so real it was so lifelike my daughter never knew i asked that question she goes but she did want me to tell you the answer was yes i don't know what that's for but she just made she wanted to make sure that she told that the answer is yes so i was like there you have it well in a dream state they can come to us right right so i just felt that that was my you know, she told my daughter to tell me. My daughter had no clue what it was. It was just interesting that that was the one thing that she focused on in, you know, her seeing her. Um, and she said she looked amazing, you know, and she was said she didn't feel pain. She was happy. So that just, that kind of just kind of said it right there for me. Yeah, and, you, and your daughter not knowing anything about it makes it even more, uh, more important to you, more real, in a right. sense, because your daughter can't be faking it. Oh, yeah, definitely not. I also had a, um, an aunt. Um, my uncle had passed away, and she she might have had a little bit of gift because every once in a while she'd see spirits um, at her place, like old pioneer girls and stuff. Um, but she said that after he died, he came to her. She saw him in the living room, and he said, hey, there is a heaven, and it's beautiful. And then she never really saw him again. So that was kind of, you know, two things for me that kind of clenched it. Like, yes, there is definitely something here. Yeah. Yeah, I grew well, up. I was going to say you're very lucky to have those experiences. Yeah, I was, I, it's, yeah, I treasure it. I think about it all the time. So <laughs> kind of gets you going sometimes when you're like, really, is there an afterlife? Because there are some times where I'm like, well, I didn't get a visit from so-and-so and, you know, you did. And... Um, you know, sometimes you're like, well, why is this person see stuff? And I don't. And, and so then sometimes I get down like, like, maybe there really isn't. And then I always think back to those two things. Um, and then just kind of gets me back into where my place where I should be. Good. <clears throat> yeah, I, grew, I have that kind of same situation where 
I came up real religious and my mom's religious and she, she like when I with the paranormal stuff she doesn't like talking about, which is very interesting because like there's so much paranormal within religion, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that they can't like they can't admit to it is troublesome, you know what I mean? Right, right. But it's trickiness. You know, was there, did you have any moments when you first, you know, you only own one paranormal location, right? Correct. Is there a whole market in that? Is there like, I know I made the, the, the real estate, ghostly real estate joke earlier, but is there like a, uh, there isn't like a, I, I assume there would be like a ghostly real estate agent with like the black business card and everything looking slick and cool. Yeah. And he, would, he would be able to get you all these things, but <laughs> You know, you can't, can you go, can you, is there's nobody you can just reach out to and be like, I'm looking to get a, a haunted place. You kind of have to stumble into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's some, like there, I've seen like some groups on Facebook haunted house for sale, yeah. um, that kind of thing. And I think there was somebody maybe in California that was doing it, but they think, I don't think they were handling all over the U S it's not like a huge market for it. There's a, probably a slim few of people who, who want that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, there really is. I think you got to kind of go by feel or you hear stuff, um, you know, that, that kind of situation. So I I suppose if you put your feelers out, somebody's going to know something, you know, somebody's going to, Hey, I know about this place. If they're selling it, it's pretty haunted, you know, so they'll, they'll, they'll tell you. Yeah. You know, you don't want to live in them. You know what I mean? They're kind of like hobby houses so the people that can kind of like get, live somewhere else and have the the house you know what i mean nobody yeah. wants to buy it to move into it and try and have like a good run of things you know yeah i think i'm gonna have, if i ever sell it i'm gonna have trouble because <laughs> no one's gonna want to live there no i know i i think that there i i i wouldn't be surprised if there's people that go around and buy up stuff like that you know what i mean oh yeah there there's some i've seen like you know Sometimes occasionally ads will say, and it comes with a bunch of spirits. So it's like, <laughs> I actually have seen those. Um, yet Whispers Estate went up for sale and they had, they had put the whole thing in there about the ghosts. And there was one in uh, our hometown, Stillwater here, that was a house for sale. Most of um, them were based out of Stillwater, Minnesota, um, very old logging town. So lots of hauntings. Like there's so, like almost every business downtown is haunted. Yeah. Um, but um, so a lot of the homes are the old Victorian homes as well. Um, so a lot of hauntings. But someone had put it up for sale. And says it comes with a few friendly ghosts. <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, without with with the way people have died everywhere, you know, it's kind of crazy that everywhere is not just haunted. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, exactly. You brought up California real briefly early before I. I think California is one of the states, but I think there's a couple that actually have to tell you. Or you, if you're selling a house, you have to you have to tell them if the house is haunted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's very weird that that is like that people can't overall wrap their head around the idea of the paranormal, but stuff like that is in place. You know what I mean? Like that you have to tell people that it's haunted, but they can't overall agree that there's ghosts. It's very weird. Like legally, they have to tell you. I think I always thought that was so weird. It's like if you're making le- people legally have to tell them if it's haunted. Can't, can't everybody disagree that hauntings are real? Because there's still the debate that it's the real or fake debate, you know? Right. Very weird. I don't know. They don't want to admit to it. Why? What are they so afraid of? What do you think? I don't know, because it, it's kind of spooky. <laughs> you know, if you think about deeper? it, nobody... A lot of people are just like, oh, it's creepy. No, no. Like, I even have people at work that like don't even want to hear stories. 
yeah. you know, I got other people like, how's, how's things in Spookyville? You know, yeah. and so, they want to hear about my trips. They want to hear about all the stuff. And other other people like, I don't want to hear nothing. No, no. So, <laughs> Ray, what do you think that is why they won't be forward with paranormal? Is it a religious thing? Because we, you know, the religious, the, you know, it, that, I know, I understand where religions will get unhappy. Where, like, if you say they're, you know, you can't really sell a heaven if they're if if people are still stuck in houses when they're dead. You know what I mean? So, like, it, they contradict each other in a weird way. But, like, like I said, there's so much spiritual stuff within religion. It's weird. It's a weird thing. What's your pick, take, Ray? Um, I think that people they're embarrassed to admit that they believe. Yeah. Uh, they don't. They they don't want to be. You know, they don't want society looking at them as weird. It's much more accepted now, but at yeah. one time, it was very much like, "Oh, nope, something's wrong with you if you believe that." I mean, when I was growing up, my parents moved uh, <clears throat> from a small town, which I moved back to as an adult, uh, into a city, and they went into a house, and it was haunted. I lived there for fifteen years before I. Before I went out on my own, mm-hmm. and we actually, they, there was a joke about who haunted person who built it, and it turns out that it was there were things that would happen in the house, but the the approach we had was okay, let's make friends, and we did. I mean, if the guy's name was, uh, we'd say, you know, something would be happening, it'd be kind of like, uh, uh, you know, Mister, and it was Mister McLean. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Mr. McLean, you're here. Uh, okay, uh, okay. That was pretty cool, but we got some people coming over. Can you be kind of like chill tonight? And and we just kind of talked to it and uh, talked to him and have conversations, ask certain things like, what do you want and stuff? And from what happened, take cues on that and stuff. And we had a fine time. As a matter of fact, I still have family living in that house. Mm. Uh, my uh, sister, daughter, uh, my daughter and granddaughter still live in that house. And they have, but a lot to. No, it can't, be, it can't be. Whether it's hard, they just hide from it. They deny it. They could be scared themselves, but I think it's more they just don't want to be criticized. It's much more open now, but at one time it was. It's just someone goes something like or me at one time. That was no. Okay, I have a ghost. Okay, I investigate. So society's changing, accepting it more. What do you think's kind of helped bring it to the forefront? This is a question for both of you. Uh, brought it to the forefront more, made it more kind of mainstream or acceptable, if you will. Um, you know, you got TV, you know, with, with the, you know, ghost hunter shows. You have, you know, all the mo- years of movies, you know what I mean? You've got books. And you can even add podcasts to it nowadays to go with, like, old shows, like like Art Bell radio shows back in the day type stuff. You know, what do you think has been the most, you know, the biggest help to kind of bring it to the bring it to the front? What do you got? We'll go with Jill first. Well, like you said, I, I, and I said earlier, too, with I think the advent of TV has made yeah. it more accessible, more acceptable, and a lot of the social media, because we didn't have that back then in the oh, day, yeah. so people can, you know, look up, you know, different videos and, and, uh, and watch the different, like, not only just national paranormal shows, this is, at, you know, any paranormal team, you know, any YouTube video, 
that's out there. So I think you can kind of get a little bit more from that. And, you know, like Ray was talking earlier, um, again, back in the day, it was not an acceptable thing. You were considered crazy, you know, even way, way back in the day, you'd be in a sanitarium for mm. saying that you believe in ghosts or saw a ghost or any, anything like that. Um, so yeah, I think with the, just, you know, the social media, the TV, I think, you know, people are more willing to talk about it, you know, um, you know, even like 10 years ago when I started, like I would just, I'd be at the bank teller and I, she's like, what are you doing this week? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go ghost hunting. And she's like, really? You know, or some people, and they kind of look around and go, you know, one time, you know, so they start telling you a story like they didn't want anybody to hear it, but they, because you're into it, they can tell you. Yeah. Um, so, and now it's just like, they're like, oh my God, really? And then they start calling people over. So, you know, you can see how it's changed from, I'm going to tell you a secret to, hey, everybody come, come tell this girl your story. So, um, yeah, I think it's just more acceptable just because of the social aspect of the way the world is. Yeah, I agree with that. Social media, I didn't even think of how you put that on that. Beat. I can't think of how many times I've been on social media at night and better, whatever, flipping through like those weird videos that pop up. Mm-hmm. The, they have like that, that like teenage kid with that. Uh, and here we have this ghost slither out. And it's like you watch these videos and you can tell they're fake, but you're loving it anyways. You know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Ray, you agree with um, you agree with the TV, or what do you think? What do you think? There, there's more to it. Oh uh, no, I I agree. I think that uh, it all came together and it built up with the TV, and then you get the internet, and now you're accessible everywhere. You have a few successful shows, and um, Facebook, social media, YouTube, everything just it kind of steamrolls so that now it's. It's very common, um, like like she was saying that uh, if you mention something at one time, people would give you a funny look. Now it's kind of like, oh, me too. Want to hear my story? So yeah, I think it all came together in a rather interesting way to bring it out into the open and make it much more uh, acceptable. I agree. You know, and the TV thing is an interesting, you know, the slippery slope to a degree. Because, yeah, it's bringing a lot of knowledge of these things, but then you do, you know, there are ch- shows that you, they are creating a television show, so they need to catch something, you know what I mean? So there'll be fake stuff thrown in there. So, like, there's that vibe to it, too. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like, yeah, you're getting it out there more, but you're also, like, it might not be coming out in the best light, you know what I mean? Right, I agree with that. Yeah, it's interesting. Well... This was a fantastic episode, Joe. Yeah, it was Thank fun. You. We had some good conversations. Would love to have you back on in the future talk about some more stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you want to tell folks about, um, you know, if they can check out with the investigating and if they want to rent a room at the old uh, Boyd House in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, if you guys are interested in coming out to the Boyd House, you get it fully to yourself. So we let you come in from um, 3 p.m. till noon the next day. Um, so you can bring up to eight of your fun friends and have a great time. So you can hit us up at uh, our website at boydhouse217.com. You can email us at boydhouse217 at Yahoo. And then also find us on Facebook under Boyd House. So got, got a lot of different ways to get a hold of us. Do you have uh, any stories of like the, some crazy things that you've had, you know, people go in there and either maybe they were foolish and pre-gamed and lost their lunch or, you know, you know, got so scared that they jumped out a window, cowed the lion style from Wizard of Oz. Anything um, crazy? Yeah. I mean, we, like I said, we've had a few people scratch or just a lot of a different activity, but 
We did have a group of girls that came down there and they never made it through the night. In fact, they texted me and said, really sorry, but we left the blankets all over the floor, a half eaten pizza. Like we couldn't handle it. Like we tried and it was, it was too scary. And in talking to our neighbor, he said, yeah, I was, cause he's got a shop like right on our, like it's his property, but they're adjoined. Yeah. And he goes, them girls came running out screaming, and I thought something was wrong with them, like something happened bad. And they're like, yeah. it's too haunted, we can't stay here. And he was just like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they did leave. They just had a lot like a lot of touching, like their faces were getting touched and, and things like that. So they just they couldn't handle it anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I, I assume once people get in there and they get really creeped out and that, that one thing that gets them, they could probably move through a wall or something like that. Right, yeah. You know, is you know taking on a haunted house kind of as a business was it more than you thought it would be, or roughly, you know, is it yeah, on that? It, it was a, it's a lot of work. Like yeah. I, you know, you, you didn't think I forgot that you know now we got to mow the lawn, we got to do laundry, we got to clean. There's a lot of stuff we got to do repairs. Yeah, things are broken. Um, so we are by no means are making any money um, by the people coming. Everything that we've brought in um, to the Boyd house has gone right back into the house. Um, so really at this point, we are not pulling a profit at all. And I probably never will because I don't charge that much because mm-hmm. um, I want people to come and be able to afford to come. Um, but, you know, I got to cover all my expenses as well too. So no. I had quite, you know, <laughs> In the whole sense of like, if a ghost wanted to be left alone, you talked about how like they want you know told you to leave a room. Um, do you think that you know having people come through on the ghost that they, that would upset them? Have you ever got any sense or like, has there any been anything broken or anything like that? Because you might you know maybe somebody brought a bad vibe to the house. Well, I don't think anybody you know ghostly wise. We've had people actually break the house, but not ghost ghost people. But you know we. Um, you know, we cannot make them do anything. They are yeah. their own entity, their own spirit. So if they are choosing that night not to speak to you or interact with you, they might not like your personality. They might not like your team. Yeah. They just might not feel like talking today because they've been doing it all last week. So, right, right, right. Um, yeah, so it just it just depends on them. I mean, we have teams that come in and like, oh, my God, this was insanely crazy. And then the next week somebody comes and goes, oh, it was really quiet. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on the vibe of the day too. So I feel like as we like, you know, much like when you're dead and you're alive, you know, when you're alive, you just sometimes just don't want to deal with people. I assume it'd be the same thing when you were deceased as well, you know, in that form where you'd just be like, like, I don't know if, you know, you get, they get too many, they get too many people coming to see them and then they break the mirror or something like that because like yeah. they're trying to lash out because they're like enough, you know, I don't right, know. Right, right. I don't know. Well, you never know. I mean, I don't come in there right <laughs> after everybody's gone through every time. So and if I find something, who knows, was that there? Did they put that there or did yeah. somebody put that there? <laughs> so. It's very interesting stuff. Living with, um, they might want to cut. What if they came and you wanted to cut? <laughs> They're gonna wash the floors. Tell them they gotta do more activity if they want to cut. You gotta be I try. I try. I try. Vacuum something. You know, it just never works. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. And yeah, everybody out there, go check out this house and stay there and uh, catch some stuff and get back to us because we want to know how it is. We want everybody out there to have fun and uh, enjoy it. And uh, we'll have Jill back again on the show. This was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was great. 
Hell yeah, Ray. It was a lot of fun seeing you. Have a, nobody can see the video, but you have a beautiful background, which makes me jealous. Uh, my background is just books and madness and you got like you look like you got like a wine orchard behind you like a grape orchard or something beautiful going like a vineyard um i don't know i took it outside to enjoy the sunset i'm enjoying your sunset now that's how it goes and with that we'll all ride off into the sunset and we'll <laughs> catch y'all on the next episode of mostly ghostly ghostly